Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Scott Jones? Hello, Victor Lucas. I must confess, I'm a little drawn thin today, thanks to your beloved Canadian Video Game Awards and Fan Expo from last weekend. We had a lot of fun, maybe a little too much fun. Yeah, there's a lot of preparation to get us ready for the weekend, and then the weekend takes uh, quite a bit of energy. A lot uh, of echinacea been but, going in my body. Yeah, we, we uh, meet a lot of people. You see a lot of people. There are germs that float through the air. So far, I feel like I've kind of avoided it. My my daughter was there for one of the days, and she got a little bit sick, and I don't I know if I got something. she was sick when she first got there. She might have been patient zero. She might have, she might have gotten everybody sick. I <laughs> well, know. It's true. Whenever Sorry. we go to any of these things, you know, there's always the PAX flu, the Comic-Con <laughs> bug, the E3 flu. Everybody goes home, and they're like, man, did you get sick? I got sick. I totally got sick on the plane. We didn't run on any planes for this one, so maybe Which that's how we, we steered around this. Well, I, we also have this really huge jolt from meeting everybody, too, which is really cool. Like, I think there's a, an energy exchange because usually we're just, you know, creating our content and sending it out into the world. And, and uh, hopefully you're entertained by it. But when we meet people and they give that feedback to us, it's uh, invigorating. And we got that at the panel and we got that at the booth and we got that from the uh, actors that joined us and the game developers that joined us and uh, the CVAs were great. I think we, we put on a really fun show that night. Listen, I got to meet Michael Mando, who plays Voss in Far Cry 3. Yeah. And uh, you guys will see this on Saturday night when the Canadian Video Game Awards air on City TV and then repeats will air again on Sunday on G4. But yeah. I, that guy is such a bundle of energy. I mean, I think he has enough energy to power the city of Detroit. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. And so I, warm. I, I love his and he's acting. he's fucking crazy. He, well, he goes in directions that you're not expecting. And I think that was what was so wonderful about as Voss. As a performer. As and, a performer, as, as a, a human. human yeah. yeah. Uh, which I love, though. I love, you know, I mean, the, the viral video of him and uh, Elias, I did this kind of uh, uh, interview, quote unquote, with the two of them talking about uh, uh, voice acting. How much acting. Of that was scripted? They scripted out some stuff and then okay. just sort of went off book. That was really uh, sort of a conversation that they had. And then... Uh, um, you know, I, I was happy to direct it, but then I kind of played the part of the uh, of the interviewer as well. And I have to tell you, watching those two go to work, I was cracking up. I, I ruined some takes because it was hard to keep a straight face when Mando's holding a micro or a knife at the uh, at the camera. He's talking about how this knife came out here. He, I mean, he's terrific, and yeah. I, it was really cool to see the two of them play together. And I like I worked with Michelle Bobak, who is um, Elias's wife. Uh, and for some of the stuff that we've done as well. And it was it was just really cool to work with actors. And we had uh, uh, Mark Muir and Jennifer Hale and David Hayter. I got to go out to dinner with everybody and go out for some drinks as well. Aaron Douglas, just hang around with actors. I, I, I don't really get to hang out with actors so much. And that's a little bit of my history, right? So it's just, it was a cool weekend. Well, I had to go home me. that night. You invited me very graciously to dinner, but you know me, I got to get, I got a bath and a glass of Chablis waiting. Got so to get that waiting. Get yeah. But a little behind the scenes story that I want to share. You guys are going to watch the CBAs on Saturday, but the Michael and I end up giving away the game of the year yes. award, which is an incredible honor. And thank you for giving that to me and to Michael. And thank you for pairing me up with Michael. Hey, my boy. But at the last minute, at the 11th hour, Michael wanted to rewrite our entire script that we were supposed to deliver. Yeah. So what you see in the show is something that he and I cobbled together 
very last minute. I mean, I think this is just the way this guy works. He works off. He likes to fly by the seat of his pants. And, uh, you know, after the whole thing was over, he uh, he was hugging everybody. He came up and he, he is one of my new favorite people on the planet. He hugged everybody, he came up to me, hugged me. And he said that that was so fun out there. It was so great. You gave me so much good energy to work with. And, and for, you know, I'm not an actor. I'm not like you guys. So I don't fit into your group. But for one minute, I got a glimpse of what it's like. And, the you know, I got a, I got to talk the talk, I guess. And, yeah. and use some of the language you guys use when you, know, you talk about energy and giving and taking energy and creating energy together. And uh, I feel like Michael and I, we had a beautiful moment. It's, I mean, we that's what's so special moment. about performers coming to an event like this. And I think that, you know, I, I obviously I, I talk with them and, and uh, I have, I think everybody out there knows how much I love game developers and the people that make video games. But these are such story driven uh, pieces of escapism now. Uh, the performance and the acting that's in these games is becoming so important and I feel like the actors that, that work in games sometimes feel a little underappreciated by the development community. Now, they're not going to be the ones that go out there and say that. Uh, but I, I, I think that we, um, as gamers, need to applaud them a little bit more. You know, and obviously we don't want them getting all of the attention, which is kind of what happens in other media, because this is an incredibly in-depth and complicated medium to to build these things, but you know, actors really add a ton of enjoyment to games. I mean, it's going to be terrible to not hear haters' voices, Solid Snake. You know, and I can't imagine somebody else playing Adam Jensen now after what Elias has done with that character, and and Nolan North as uh, as you know, everybody, <laughs> and right, now right. and now Troy Baker as everybody. Right. You know, these are fantastic people. And Jennifer Hale, holy shit, man! Like you just look at her IMDb. And she's such a gracious, wonderful human being, you know, and she is in every fucking game that's come out. I mean, it's unbelievable how much work she has done for this industry. Well, I think a lot of the voice actors still get the short end of the stick. You know, remember the controversy from Grand Theft Auto 4 with the yeah. actor who played Nico Bellic? Yes. And how, you know, he really did get the short shrift, so to speak, yeah. with, uh, with that. You know, these guys get paid peanuts for, for sometimes delivering days, weeks, months worth of work that goes right. into a video game. Well, I don't even know if it's that. I think it's the sales that happen off of these games, and they're not cut in on yeah, any of it. I mean, Auto we're talking 4. about some slippery stuff here, and this isn't really our wheelhouse. This is more of a union issue. We don't know where our wheelhouse is. That's what the show's about. But we, just, we, wheel. I mean, I just, we wheel about. I, I think that, that acting in games is incredibly important, and I, and I, uh, I, I feel that they're part of the collaborative, collaborative uh, art that comes that makes these things really come together. I mean, Voss is integral into our enjoyment of Far Cry Three so much so that Mando is is Voss and he's on the cover. And this well, is we're I was talking sad about performance when he died capture. In the game. Pardon me. I was I felt like the game was over when he dies. Yeah, and it kind of is. Yeah, because the the other villains who you fight after that aren't nearly as interesting or, or as or memorable. Nuanced and, yeah, like yeah. Voss. Well, Voss he's, won best new character at the uh, CVAs. You can't and, give that away. Dessert. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, it's, it's all over the, it's the all internet. Over the place. But yeah, if you want you to be surprised, to that. Yeah. Then, uh, then don't listen to the rest of the podcast. So we had a lot of fun last week. And listen, I got to confess, this morning you and I were on breakfast television. Yep. I am wearing so much makeup right now. I feel like a fancy boy. Yeah. I feel beautiful today. Well, you always look like, like a fancy Arthur. boy. Now you look 
like a powdery fancy boy. But you know, boy. we're down in the basement. It should be raw down here. We should be doing man stuff down here. And here, here we are both wearing a ton that of makeup. That all sounds wrong. Whatever it's like a you Mac just, store down Raw here. man what? stuff. We can't do man no. stuff down here? Listen. We're, we need to split wood? I think I like you as the powdery fancy boy better than raw man stuff. <laughs> we need to run the vacuum? <laughs> no, what? You know, I, I want to talk about something here. Because I want to get serious for a minute here, okay? Right. All right, serious. Let's talk about business. No, what? no. Uh, the question that we got asked the most from all of the gracious and awesome people that came up to thank us for our work at, at the uh, expo was, uh, how do we get into this? Or how do I do what you do? Or how can I get a job in TV? Or how can I take your job? We get that a lot. And I think... You want to uh, answer it. I think we, we'll start this this conversation, this one-way conversation, uh, with the podcast today. Oh, and this I think, is the beginning and the end of it. We're going to answer that question for the last time today on the show. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's important if you have aspirations to get into media to uh, um, do a little digging and a little research. And I can only, and you can only offer, uh, you know, our sort of viewpoint, our perspective on all of this stuff. And, and uh um, it is just one or, or two perspectives. There's lots of ways in. There's lots of ways to do all kinds of things out there. Um, but I, I think it, it's time for us to kind of dive into this conversation because so many people are either on Twitter or face to face or on the street when they see us. There's this, uh, you know, this desire or this expectation that they're they're is an opportunity for this kind of thing for anybody out there. And the truth of is, the truth of it is that there absolutely is an opportunity for anybody that wants to do this. That's right. To do it. And uh, I think what we want to kind of get into today is just do it. You know, don't don't look around. Is that the for, motto from today? That's the takeaway from well, today's podcast? Don't look around for the path or the map or the, the guidebook, or the, you know, read the uh, New York Times bestsellers list on, you know, the career path for how to get into media or how to, you know, get yourself in front of a camera and, and uh, start uh, giving your opinions on things or hosting interviews or, or uh, building movies or whatever you want to do. Technology has advanced so far to the point where there is no barrier to entry anymore at all. You can take a cell phone, you can take the cell phone that your big brother has or your mom has or whatever, there's a camera around you right now. Look around the room or your house. Somewhere there's a camera and somewhere there's an internet connection. There's more shoot, than one camera. Yeah, shoot something, cut it together on some free editing package which didn't exist 15 years ago, add some uh, you know graphics to it with a graphics package that's free that didn't exist 15 years ago and post it on a free service like YouTube or Vimeo which didn't exist 15 years ago and just get your brand out there get start getting your work out there show the world what you can do and have a good fucking time with it stop waiting for somebody to give you an answer on how you, to you sound exasperated well it because it I, I I'm exasperated because 17 years ago or 18 years ago, I would have killed for all of this unbelievably, you know, affordable or free technology. Back then you had to burn your demo reel to a laser disc and drop it off at the, <laughs> at the TV station. Well, we shot our first stuff on, on Betacam uh, SP. You know, we wanted to be uh, um, a professional for television, for broadcast. And so we, uh, we spent a ton of money. We spent a lot of money. The gear cost a fortune back then. Edit, you know, an Avid system that could only do what was known as an offline edit, which was not suitable for broadcast, cost us $40,000 for the computer 
computer and the software. And it was a piece of shit. It was already a 10 year old, you know, Avid system that we cut our, you know, our first seasons of, of EP on. And it was awful, and it crashed all the time. It survived. It, it, it was a Mac that, that lasted another 10 years. Uh, but it, the way to get into television a long time ago was so exorbitant and so, you know, stupidly expensive. There was this this gate that you had to pass through in order to kind of, you had to kind of hold your breath and dive in and hope for the best. Now... The truth is, is that there's not lots and lots of work out there. It hasn't been like an exponential growth in people that are going to hire you out there. And that's what happens when you democratize technology and you give access to all of this stuff. And this this is absolutely true in video games as well. But you don't want to get into this kind of work for great success and for somebody to just give you like financial success and for somebody to just give you these breaks and these challenges anyway. And if you do, you're an idiot because there's a million other ways that you can go off and make money. Well, this is the thing. And I think the reality is that the, sh- the sands are always kind of shifting underneath our feet. And like you and I, we can tell our stories about how we got here, our origin stories. And we've told them before yes. many times on the show. Yeah. Our origin stories aren't really going to help you because when we got into this business, everything was totally different. We, totally. You know, and I, I think we're all and I think you can see it in all of our faces on reviews on the run and on EP every day. We're all as surprised as you are that we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Like it, it all was kind of a series of things that happened and went right for us. Now you can put yourself in the best position possible. And I think there that even though we're telling people that, you know, what they can't follow our path because our our past no longer exists. There's a whole new way to get into this business. But there are some things you can do, I think, if you want to put yourself in a better position. I think one is you can live in a major urban area, someplace like New York or San Francisco, yep. and you can get yourself invited to some of these events, like the EA events that are constantly being held for the media. Even if you have a simple blog, if you ask enough of the right people, you can get invited to these events and you can start to network with people and you can start to make a name for yourself. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't work hard enough on is sort of building a brand. Or, or when I used to teach my course at, at Vancouver Film School, uh, we call it the brand of you. You, yeah. know, you. you start to build your own. You start to make a voice for yourself. You start to distinguish yourself from the masses, from the hundreds or thousands of other people out there. And it's something I always, you know, I didn't want to sound like when I got into this business, I didn't want to sound like every other critic. I wanted my writing to sound different. I wanted people to hear a different voice. And I think people paid attention to that. And maybe, you know, maybe I had some controversial uh, uh, reviews out there that people didn't agree with that stirred the pot a little bit. And uh, I, I I think you have to be brave and bold. I think you have to have something unique to say, because if you're just going to fall in line with everybody else as a writer or as a critic or as a voice in this industry on your podcast or on your blog or on your website or whatever, then then the world is not going to have much use for you. But if you have something truly unique to say, there's value there. And, And again, you're exactly right. Nobody's going to get wealthy off this. We're not wealthy dudes. Yeah, we and we I, eat, I, and that's about it. I hate to throw down the word business. I hate to throw down this uh, th- this enticing kind of concept that you may enter this this glorious business because I think that's bullshit. I think that the idea of uh, you know entering the business is kind of uh, it, it's going to be some kind of happy accident. You're going to throw your resume all over the damn place, but if you don't have the work to back it up. And now there's a million vehicles in, in, in ways that you can formulate that work to show it off. You've got to have a portfolio. So 
you know, like asking for invites and going to these events and all, you're just going to get in the way, frankly. What people need right now is a sense of who you are. And that comes from criticism. So maybe the investment, you know, at the beginning isn't so that you're going to have to go and buy camera gear and editing software and all the other stuff, but you will have to go and buy some games. If you want to be a critic about video games, have a damn catalog, buy everything, play everything, write Assume about everything. everything. And, and yeah. Consider that, that part make of your, that your research. Totally. And you know what? Good research. At the, at the end of it, it's, it shouldn't be about getting into the business. It should be about, because there, there are a quadrillion other people trying to get into the business right now. And there aren't a quadrillion jobs. So do it because you have to do it. Do it because you want to do it. Make it your joy. Make it your, your levity. Make it your escape. Make it your fun. Uh, or, or, or make it your uh, nightmare, you know. But make it interesting and make it yours. Uh, and get it out there. But don't ask for handouts, you know, especially now. Like, I don't even think about people in terms of a, a photo and a resume uh, or somebody that I meet on the street or somebody that is good looking or, or interesting that way. If they don't have something in front of a camera, if they haven't written something, if they haven't shown me some kind of uh, effort to to be out in this world, whether it's behind the camera to shoot the material or to write something up around it or to put or to edit it or whatever, to be involved in the creation of uh, delivering content out there. If that hasn't happened already, absolutely. I'm going to ignore you. I have no interest in what you're doing. I'm going to tell you a true story. Okay. Back before I had anything, really, I just had a little bit of freelance work here and there. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I would sell, and I was always a successful freelancer. Yeah. Very, part of it was fortune and part of it was that I knocked on the right doors and, and, uh, and, and made some of the right moves, but I would always set my alarm for 4:55 in the morning. I know that sounds insane to a lot of people, but I knew that if I got up at five in the morning and I made coffee and I sat at my desk and I got to work, there were exactly zero other writers and game critics out there who were doing the same thing and that I was, I wanted it. I wanted it more than they wanted it. Right. And I was able to maybe climb out of, you know, a, maybe my voice rose a little bit above the din because there is just this cacophony of voices, everybody shouting out at once, everybody. Especially and, now, man. Especially now, yeah. more so than ever with Twitter and with Facebook oh. and everybody just yelling what's going on in the world to get your voice to rise up. You have to be willing to give something up. You totally. have to be willing to work a little bit harder than the other than the other people out there you well, have to you have to be willing to market yourself you have to be willing to be a little bit shameless every now and then yeah but the thing is that we're all, we're talking about this as an, in terms of an individual kind of perspective as well but I, I have to say that if you're working in any kind of media uh delivery uh you're going to be working with other people so you have to be a consummate collaborator you have to be a team member I and in isolation. Yeah, <laughs> I but I, just I think those days are done it. too, you know? Like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I could go back to being a freelancer. No and and, and, and honestly, like left. if you're shooting something and you're in, and I don't think you can just be, uh, you know, a, a media person and just write anymore. You no, know? you have to do it. It's like I what Steve Tilly does be out at there. the newspaper. He Absolutely. brings his own video camera. He told me this once. Yeah. Uh, he brings his own video camera to shoots or to uh, interviews. He'll do like a newspaper interview, but he will also record his own conversation with the developer yeah. that they can use on the website. So you have to be willing to get, you can't, you're right. You can't just, so you have to be a team member anymore because eventually 
if you're good, you're going to be working with other people. So if, if you build up all of this mechanism to just think of yourself and you don't understand how to work with a team, it's going to fuck you up. You need to be able to develop those skills, those communication skills, those abilities to uh, ingratiate yourself with other people. Um, and frankly, those skills will come in handy when you are reaching out into the community and, and you do get invited to different events and things like that. Well, that's that's always if you my, earn it. If you do get invited to events, my advice to anybody who gets invited don't drink. to drink. Well, don't drink. Which I violated many, many times. Well, we all did, but that was when we were developing all of this stuff. But not anymore. If you're, you're going to be a professional, be a professional. This is what you do when you go to events, okay? If you get invited to one of these media events, yeah. don't look at the games. Talk to the people there. Talk to the other journalists. Talk to the other writers. Talk to the other people who are there, the TV producers. Uh, talk to the – listen to me. Listen to me. Talk – Talk to the public relations people. Develop relationships with those people. They are the people who decide who gets the games and who doesn't get the games. Public don't, relations. Don't sit down for a 45-minute fucking demo of the new FIFA. Who gives a shit? You can figure that out later once you get the game at home. Well, not everybody gets the game at home. A lot of people, yeah, that's, but you don't, that's but it. But you get the game if you get to know I, the people. I have people. to tell you, it gets exhausting for me talking to other journalists about at work. You know, whether I'm talking about my own work or I'm hearing about that's their you've work. You've been doing it for 20 years, though. Like, if you're a kid and you, you meet some other sure. people who have the same interests that you have for the yeah. first time, I remember I was thrilled. I remember it felt like I finally found True. my tribe. I found my people. True. And if we spoke the same language, and I just thought, I'm home. After years of wandering like a nomad through media and yeah. working shitty jobs and, and doing weird things, finally I found my people, and it was thrilling. Yeah. I loved having those conversations. You're, you're right. Now it's a little tedious. We've been to too many E3s. That's, I mean, we're a little jaded. We've been to too many game developers. Well, conferences. I was always the odd man out in all those conversations, too, because there weren't a lot of other Canadian. TV shows. I was Canadian, and there, we, we were on TV, and I was talking to you know magazine writers to begin with and then web people, and I just always felt like there was a, uh, you know... Uh, we're just sort of comparing and I, I it got tedious because I don't I, I don't I just want to do the work I want to get cool stuff and get it out there and and I don't know sometimes you got to talk to the people you do I, I mean you have to make friends in the community and I've certainly made tons of fantastic friends out in the community and this is important so write this down I say this to everybody make a sex tape if you can <laughs> that's one great way to get your name out there and get people to notice you well how if they're not drinking how are they going to make a sex tape <laughs> so get drunk at the, your first uh, media event and make a sex tape there. And barf all over the floor. Nobody will forget you. <laughs> and then you'll get asked to all, absolutely none of the other events after You know, that. this business has been so very good to both of us. Absolutely. And we've been very lucky. And you and you, we both lived through a golden age yes. in this business. And maybe now, maybe we're entering a kind of uh, dark ages. No, I think it's less about money. It's more about passion. I think that's true in all of the art. I mean, look at Kickstarter and, and all of these things that are happening right now. These are like established people uh, that are going to Kickstarter with ideas that need support, need fan support out there. The, the sort of media channels that have existed before are adapting. Who has money to give to Kickstarter? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying that the things are shifting. I mean, I think it's a nice idea. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying that things are shifting, and the and the, uh, uh, the the people that were the the gatekeepers and had the budgets and were able to give people money to build things are going away, and so the onus is on individual content makers, artists, writers, you know, people that are in front of the camera to uh, you know eke out their portfolio, build it, get it out there, and develop some kind of brand and some kind of recognition. 
and find their own way through this. But not about it's not about anymore. I think at any level, uh, you know, just finding a job, you know, finding a career, working for some other company and, and uh, just sort of, you know, assuming a, a role within a business. There just are fewer and fewer businesses. I got to tell you, though, this, this runs uh, this is totally counter uh, intuitive to what we just talked about. Yeah. The only reason you and I met was because I was drunk at a THQ party yeah. and we connected. Yeah, for sure. And I lumbered over to you and we started talking about the but show. But that was 10 years ago. Yeah, you, you know. can't do that anymore. THQ is gone. <laughs> you, you know, well, part of the reason a lot why of they're the, gone is because they were holding press events in the Hollywood Hills. And yeah, and a lot houses. of those outlets are done, are gone. You know, yeah. like there are fewer outlets. And and honestly, it, you know, I think it's it, it's about just having a good time with this stuff. Whether you're a musician, whether you're. Uh, uh, you know, a game maker, I think. But what if you have a good time and you still have to live in your parents' basement? You know, I think. To have your good time. I mean, the bad thing that comes with this democratization, with this ability for everybody to have their voice and, and project creativity out into the world is that there's less money to go around and less stuff being bought. So I think people have to, uh, they kind of have to grapple with that. You know, I think that there are going to be fewer and fewer ways that, that revenue is going to be generated off of this stuff and budgets are going to go down all across the board on games, on movies, on, on TV shows, on, on animated work, on special effects, on, uh, you know, and it's because of this change. It's, it's what's happening with digital technology. It's, it's, we're delivering all of this. I got to tell you something that that gives me major red ass. Yes. And that is when we are together sometimes and you will say, uh, I actually, I haven't witnessed this, but you've told me about this when you've told somebody, well, Hey, you know, send me something. Let's show me what you got. Let's yeah. see what you got. Let's see what you can do, work on your project. And then maybe when they promise to deliver something yeah. that week will go by and another week will go by. And then you'll get an email from the person saying, I'm still working on it and I'll get to you soon. And then you never hear from them again. And I know this has happened to you more than once where you've said, here's the door. You know, I'm going to even open it a little bit for you. Yeah. And you can't even fucking deliver anything. And I think that a lot of people out there think that they can do this or they think that they want to do this or that it looks like fun to them yeah. when they see it. But when it comes right down to it, when when it's time to deliver, when it's time to make something interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of people have ideas of things that they can do. I know I did for a long time. I had a lot of fantasies about things that I could do. This is what I can do. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you can do. Maybe your talents are elsewhere, but I think a lot of people fool themselves into thinking, well, that looks like fun. You guys just see movies and play games all the time. That's a huge part of it. Yeah. But there's also a part of it where we have to be articulate and we have to be present and we have to be awake and aware. We have to and distill a lot of information, make it different every time. Make it different. Make it fun right. for us and Keep fun for people. developing our vocabularies. We have to take in the full scope of everything. And yeah. it, it looks fucking easy, but well, it's, it's not always I, easy. I mean, we're do, I, I feel like, and, and listen, the, the listeners and the viewers of our programming are the final judges of this, but I feel like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Um, but that doesn't mean that people can't do this and also enjoy it. And I, that's what I keep telling people right now, too. If they see reviews on the run, they go, man, I got a buddy and we could do that. Do it. Do it for fun. You know, yeah. have have a good time with it. That may be as far as you go with it. But you know what? I mean, that's the core of what we're doing here, too. We're having a good time. It, it has become our job uh, because of you know, a lot of luck and happenstance and ambition and uh, right place, right time. A lot of ingredients went into it. And I don't know if those jobs exist everywhere else, you know, but 
the core of what we do and the, I think the core of why people watch us or listen to us is because we we are having a genuine good time you know so funny i do remember you know living in the states living in new york i would watch ep once in a while yeah and i would just watch you and tommy and i would think man that's, that's so cool how those guys get that job man <laughs> how do they do did they get a camera and just start shooting each other what yeah. do they do you're like you're trying to you're trying to it's like you're trying to reverse engineer the thing. Sure. And I think a lot of people do that, you know? Well, I, I mean, and that speaks to the, to the team, right? Like the reason why we have persevered and, and have gone through every kind of iteration and growth and change and have produced other things is because this group, it's this team. I never sold me. I sold a company and I sold the 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 talents of this group of people. And the, the, the people have changed a little bit over the years, but there's been a core, um, you know, collaborative spirit at Greedy Productions right from the very beginning and then adaptability and a drive to want to create lots of fun things together. And I think that's what, you know, gets us documentary contracts and gets us new seasons of television and uh, partnerships with other media entities out there. And, that's what and built this basement around us. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think that that's also part of it, too, is having that uh, that that internal sort of passion and, and commitment to build something that you're having a good time with, but also recognizing that if you're really going to, you know, go somewhere in terms of broadcast or Internet t video type production, you're going to be working with a group of people. And I'll tell you something else that I have learned now almost hitting 20 years of doing this is that I'm prouder of the people I work with than the stuff that we built. I, I am more interested in, and that's not to say I just want to make anything. Like I'm not going to just stop making the type of geeky video game content that we create and start doing uh, TMZ type garbage. I've never do anything like that or reality TV is not interesting to me at all. Uh, but I'm more proud of what we can build together. And I think that our team can do almost anything in uh, media together uh, than I am about EP there's you know, this, there's or this, reviews. There's this one guy who I, I watch on, uh, I don't watch a lot of YouTube, oh, I, maybe more so than I used to, but this one guy who a lot of people were tweeting about, uh, his name's uh, Boogie2298. Yeah. Francis, have you seen this guy? No. He's enormous. He looks like he's going to have a heart attack any second. Yeah. But he has created this character for himself where he talks about video games from a certain point of view. And right. It's a YouTube channel, and he's been able to make a living off of this. And it's literally him. You can basically see the Star Wars bedsheets over his shoulder in the background. Right. Him sitting in this tiny bedroom, and he just looks into a webcam. He's got a thing plugged in, and he has created something magical. Yeah. With nothing. Well, and that's, and that's the world that's, that exists now that didn't he, exist. He gets a fucking yeah. paycheck for that. Yeah. He's able to he's able to to sustain his lifestyle. Right. Doing this. And 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 I think he's a, he's a great example of the kind of thing you can do. Yeah. To create something for yourself that you own. So that was a lot of discussion. <laughs> And I don't know if it was incredibly clear. I don't know. We just but see, I think the, the core principle here is have a good time. Have a point of view. Make it yours. Make it yours. And yep. do it now. And stop waiting for somebody to give you the magic answers because there are none. Just stop go ahead and get it. Stop with your scratchers and yeah. your six pack and do something. Yes. And honestly. And get up early tomorrow. Don't, don't think of a giant paycheck at the end of it because people will smell that coming from a mile away. Just do Nobody it Nobody has and any have money fun. anymore in media. And, and that's the truth of it. I mean, the, the, this fractured media universe that we're in right now, budgets are small. You know, 
input. And, and make a sex tape. And the sex tape. That's very important. Stitcher. And we made it weird at the end. <laughs> now, now, listen, now, if you're free on Saturday night, and yeah. I know that some of you are, not all of you, some of you have dates, no, dates listen, lined up. Everybody, that, I know what you're going to say, you're going to plug the CVAs, right? Yes, that's my job. Everybody that's listening to this, please make us a promise to watch these Canadian no, video game awards. find someone else to make them watch it, too. Yes. Call someone. We make need one people other to support this. We are doing everything we can. Or, or tell them what, what what might happen. Well, I, like it's it's pretty Go clear to see them. that there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of programs uh, programs like EP or Reviews on the Run or the Canadian Video Game Awards on television. There's not a lot of coverage around this stuff in mainstream I love media. What you call them programs. You know, they're programs or TV shows. Programming. <laughs> And, Sound like and my grandmother. Like we, we are trying to grow this audience so that more yes. stuff gets covered in this space and more cool ideas get made. And, uh, you know, we, we feel like we're part of that nurturing. Um, so, you know, support these cool things when they come around. Please watch our shows every night. But absolutely, please watch the CVAs and get more people to watch it to support Canadian video game development, which really needs your love right now. It's, so, it's been a tumultuous time. It's City TV in yes. Canada. And uh, on, on Sunday, if you happen to miss it, which there is no excuse for missing it on Saturday, right. you can catch a, a rerun on G4. You have to, again, check your local yeah, listings. Yeah, G4 Canada on Saturday. But the, the main one, the one that will have the most impact is if you watch it on City. And there are City stations all across the country. A lot of you have digital cable. You can watch City feeds from all over the all over the country. And then stay tuned. Next week, we'll have some information about a future uh, online version of the program as well. But and we you want you any... to watch it on TV, please. Yes, if you have questions or comments or sex tapes to send us. Yeah, feedback, absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to see them. Yeah, and I listen, anyway. if you have specific questions re related to, uh, you know, finding work in the business or, or starting your own thing, you can you can ask them. We'll get to it eventually. This is an ongoing discussion, uh, but have fun. Just do it now. Stay Make safe. Make it yours. Stay and watch safe. the fucking CVAs on Saturday. Watch the CVAs. Or else Victor will come to your house yes. and he'll start turning over furniture. You get drunk and make a sex tape. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next time. Okay, bye.